Hey everybody, and you're watching Right Reason at the intersection of ethics and pop culture. I'm James Syro. Thank you for tuning in. And let's watch as I stumble through episode number nine. Fun fact about episode, about number nine is there were nine, in classical mythology, there were nine muses which inspired all of human creativity, like you know, history and poetry and tragedy and comedy. And there were nine of them for all of human experience. And the next time you're at a museum or you, know, in a, in, you see a painting with ladies from ancient times, it's usually three or nine of them. That's the nine muses. So we are here, there's like five people behind and there's only one in front. So you're watching me, but there's a whole crowd of people and I'm very grateful for you watching and for them to be here and help us film this. Um, episode nine is a lot. So th this is already almost uh, a thing now. And it's, for me, it's been an amazing journey uh, just to be a little selfish for a second and indulge in my process of, of this whole thing. It's been a little over a year that I've started this process of being out there and speaking. And I've been working on myself. That's why I always say about, I, I speak about mumbling and not being afraid of working on my on my frailties and foibles and things that I have to work on. Speech is one of them, but I've put myself out there. I think I'm getting a little better. In 10 years, I'll be better. And life is all about improvement. It's all about pushing yourself. And it's not, it's not about, um, you know, letting easy excuses and the easy, uh, the easy placebo effect of placeholder th therapeutic and feel-good a placeholders take place of actual improvements and qualities that you're trying to strive for and achieve in your life. Hopefully this show and of course God's business and more things we put out there will be records of, of um, achievement and improvement and progress. And thank you for coming along on this journey with me. Let's get into the show. A user on Quora asks, what is the ultimate force that drives you to achieve your goals in life? Yeah. I'm so, um, I'm very, very tightly wound on that question. Like this is, uh, this drives me every single day, every single minute. Um, and it's so abstract that it's hard to explain it. And yet it's so powerful that I w am willing to move mountains on the behalf of this impulse and commit a whole lifetime and, you know, build a company. Now we're going to build another company and, and motivate people and raise a family around it and teach my children in that way and yet to put it into a few words is very complicated and I've thought a lot about what that is um, really if you were to, this is not a corny answer but it's the true answer it's love it's two things love and truth capital T uh, no one really thinks about what is true that much no one thinks about what is actual what is real people think about what they want to believe this is back to you know therapeutic placeholders in people's lives like games and music and fashion and, and material possessions and things you can flash in front of your friends and you know the sneaker you buy or whatever and these things are what takes place of the pursuit of truth and the pursuit of of excellence in your life um, and for me I was blessed enough to have that upbringing which let me avoid those mistakes and it's never been more difficult to avoid those mistakes than today with social media with the social pressure with materialism like never before um, 
you know, you know, if you're growing up, you're really, it's t very, very tough to avoid getting sucked into the vortex of, of chasing Instagram uh, self-esteem and certain body types and certain fashion choices and lifestyle patterns and taking shortcuts and not educating yourself. And, you know, like the idea, this is what my, my favorite, my, my mentor, Gary Vee, he is big on spending 15 years on a strategy. On an, on an idea, right? And I think 15 months is, for most people, way too long. Um, you know, people try for four, like 15 days and they say, well, I see no results, I'm gonna stop that thing, right? So I've been brought up, first of all, in different countries. That was maybe my number one advantage of having a whole different cultural context, of having a lot of, a lot of um, appreciation for this country and for opportunity that I have to be here um, how much can one person really do in a lifetime? Most people think it's this much. I think one person can, you know, can build a planet, can go to Mars, can, can revolutionize humanity, can invent, can cure cancer. One person can do so much, given the right circumstances and the right country that lets them do that. Um, but the other half of the circumstances is you need the personal habits uh, to match that liberty and to match those opportunities because without the personal restraint, liberty becomes license very quickly. And then license is the shortest way to, to, to be found on a gutter, drunk or worse in six months. And, and, and um, I forgot what the question was, but my answer, <laughs> whatever the question is, my answer is um, a mixture of opportunity and personal excellence is guaranteed to succeed every time. Hopefully that's helpful. Another user on Quora asks, what are the most common reasons that new businesses don't succeed? That's a perfect segue in, into what I was saying before. Impatience. Um, apart from like, you know, not having an actual concept that makes sense. You can have an amazing concept. And <laughs> I love Gary's example of a terrible concept. Uh, you know, people have this idea that they're the next Mark Zuckerberg or they're the next um, Elon Musk, right? So they're like, I'm going to make an Uber for, for bananas. <laughs> or, you know, you know, I mean, people just have these ideas that make no sense. You have to have a concept that, that makes sense. Uh, this is what, I don't want to share the concept now, but let's, I have an amazing concept, but it's, it's going to be the question of whether it's going to work in terms of whether I can execute properly. Uh, so execution is important. Uh, you can't. So yeah, the I, this is actually important to say. If you have an idea, uh, which is without that you can't start. If you have an idea, people think, well, that's most of most of it. I've got this idea, Uber for pancakes. I'm gonna have a couch surfer website or whatever. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna not let them uh, have have a you know surf couches. I'm gonna let them surf my armchair, armchairsurfing.com or whatever. You know. Uh, Whatever the idea is, people think that's going to be the, th that, the thing that makes you a millionaire or whatever. In fact, ideas are a dime a dozen. So what you need is execution, right? Um, it's 10% it's, it's inspiration, 90% perspiration. That's a very old saying. It's very, very true, very accurate. You need to put the sweat on your back behind whatever the... The, the jazzy idea might happen to be because most people have fancy ideas 
but they are either unable or are too lazy to execute them. And by too lazy, I don't mean they're not, pulling, they're not putting in the work. I mean, they're not killing themselves over it. And without killing yourself over the idea, it's never going to work because it's just too difficult to make anything succeed and stick and overcome op opposition, especially in terms of like other companies, the market, you know, what if the economy crashes tomorrow? You have to have the strength to survive that, the financial resources. So it's so difficult to survive and to make it in the business environment. And I, uh, and I talk frequently about that, right? I mentioned this a few times, that you have to put like insane, unreasonable hours. Um, so that is number one, is, is being unreasonable, being just like unreasonable seven days a week, 23 hours a day, uh, and hopefully without drinking Red Bull, like finding a way to do it naturally so you don't burn out, so you don't crash in, in three months. So just like an important long-term sustainable, unreasonable uh, release of energy that lasts for years and years. In my case, I plan to do this for the next, you know, 70 years. I'm going to retire at like 101, take a break. Until then, it's just work. It's just insanity and hustle forever, right? That's number one is the hustle. Number two is patience. Uh, that's where the other place is that people stop and, and break is they, they, they go all in. They're like beast mode, savage, like Superman. They go, they try it for three months. It doesn't work. And they're like, well, it didn't work. Uh, what you need is like three years. So how do you do that for three years? How do you burn that, that engine without destroying yourself? That's not easy. So that's why it's, such a, it's, it's impossible to build a business. It's like the number one easiest way to fail in life is to start a business. Um, but you need, you need to have those two qualities, an insane hustle and an unreasonable amount of patience and uh, just a cold assassin look that is not, does not flinch, does not get tired, does not go too fast, does not go too hot, does not go too cold, slow and steady, assassinating every day for the next 50 years. If you have that, there's no way to lose. A user on Quora asks, what type of music inspires you the most? So I had a peek at that, at the questions, because I think Jess sent all the questions, and I, I was like, I trying to avoid my eye from the questions. I try not to look at the questions before I ask them. But I did see the last question, and I, this is a great question for me. Um, I have a very different answer from, I think, most people. My favorite style is, I don't know what name for it is, it's called, uh, like, cinematic. Like the music that they play for like movies or trailers for games or movies, like pure like pure music. There's no voice, um, and it's always very very compelling and very like har harmonious, very melodic. Like I'm I'm a classically minded person, um, but classical music in itself is kind of not it anymore, even for someone like me. And the closest I I know to classical music purely speaking is like cinematic music of like instruments like organic music organic instruments no like synthetic stuff um but it's also very much it's all maybe we can play some of it like i can actually But music like that is incredible for motivating, for inspiring, for like calming anxiety, for creating energy, for providing a long-term hope, a long-term inspiration. Um, 
that's the best that I found. Obviously, that's not the only thing I listen to. I listen to um, really almost anything, as long as, it's, as long as it's positive. That's the only criterion I really have, is, is it has to be constructive and positive. If it's not, it's, well, why am I listening to it? Because if I have to live to 105 to finish all the things I gotta do, I need a lot of energy, a lot of optimism and support to get there. I don't want to listen to anything destructive or nihilistic or defeatist or, or uh, aim that tearing me down. I'd rather something build me up um, and have, have that for all of us. That's what I think music should be anyway. Art, art should be that anyway. I think art is meant to be a buildup, not a, not a cynical statement about something bad. Um, so anything that's, that's constructive and harmonious and organic and inspiring, I listen to it all. But cinematic, symphonic music from trailers is my favorite. And I think it's an understated, underappreciated genre that I think could be the next big thing if it, be, if it got its own name. Because it's just kind of a, th a thing that amazing video needs to be even more amazing. Like you need like, an amazing music to make the video work. Um, and they've made that style, they've made that music, they've created it for that video effect. But if it had its own name, it would be like a chart topper. And I found it by accident, I was given a, a recommendation a few years ago and I have never stopped listening. Like Audio Machine, Two, two Steps From Hell, all the, all the trailer music is the best. And I recommend that. All right, that is question number three. That's the end for us today. Thank you for tuning in, for watching. Had a little mumble here and there, but I actually like the fact that I have this mumble here and there because hopefully in some time in the future, it won't be there. I'll be able to go back and say, look, I've grown. I've built myself a little bit more. I've changed. I've, I've um, expanded my, my capacity. And hopefully this is a record for my testament, my belief that that you can always improve, you can always get better. Um, and that's what I wish for all of us. See you. <sighs> Stop laughing.